So we're here at St George's Park and I'm happy to be speaking to Damien Griffin who's organised the Sports Hip 2016 meeting. It's a pleasure to be here with you Damien and would you like to tell us a little bit about the meeting? Thanks very much Adam. It's really nice to have you here as well. Yes you're right, we're here at St George's Park which is a beautiful facility. It's the home of English football. It's where the Football Association have their headquarters. And you can see all the football pitches around us, and that's where a lot of the, uh, the FA teams will play and train, uh, including the England team. But also the Football Association have their administrative headquarters here. And then in that building just over there, the um, Football Association have a sports medicine facility, which is really state-of-the-art and fantastic. And that's used for treating footballers who are injured, but it's also great for other athletes uh, and indeed for everybody to come and use. So that's why we thought it was a great place to come for this meeting. Uh, this meeting, Sports Hip, is really all about the sorts of problems that young and active and athletic people can get in their hips. Uh, and this is really the first time that there's been a big international meeting that's brought together orthopaedic surgeons, sports medicine doctors and physiotherapists to think about these hip problems in young people. So we've been really excited about having the meeting, uh, about having it here, and especially about getting a, a sort of blend of thinking from these different disciplines, uh, learning from each other and trying to work out what we need to do working together to look after these patients really well. Thanks very much. And from your side, what would be some of the highlights from the, the first day of the meeting? Well, yesterday we had some great sessions. Um, there was a session with uh, four speakers talking about instability of the hip. And that's quite a new subject. It's not been considered very much before. Um, so we were talking about instability that can cause chronic pain. And we were talking about instability that comes about as a result of acute injuries. And we were talking about instability that might be as a result of operations and surgery. And I guess the, uh, the big thing that's come out of that is that we should all think much more about instability as being a cause of problems in the hip. I think one of the messages was that any young person who has an acute injury to their hip, where they may have subluxed or dislocated their hip, we need to think carefully about what injuries might have happened inside. And even if there's no abnormality on x-rays, we should investigate them for damage to the cartilage and the ligaments and the labrum within the hip. And sometimes it's appropriate to operate on those people with arthroscopic or keyhole surgery to repair that damage. We heard some great examples of young athletes uh, in all sorts of sports, from snowboarding to judo, who'd had that sort of treatment and got back to uh, international Olympic standard competition. Another session we had was on uh, the deep gluteal space, another new area, um, the, the part of your hip or around your hip uh, underneath the buttock. So this is a space really between the gluteus maximus muscle and the back of the hip joint. And of course the sciatic nerve goes through there. And what we're learning is that there are lots of problems that can lead to really quite disabling pain in patients that previously we've perhaps not been able to diagnose. So you all of course have heard of things like piriformis syndrome. Um, well that is probably a catch-all diagnosis that's been used for many years 
to really mean we didn't know what was going on. So we had some great talks describing how to uh, understand problems there, how to uh, examine patients who have problems in that area, how to use imaging, particularly really high resolution MRI to um, get to the bottom of the um, uh, particularly adhesions and scar tissue that can form around the sciatic nerve. And then we had presentations about how to treat that, uh, non-operative treatments and also surgery using uh, endoscopic surgery to explore the sciatic nerve and the short rotator muscles and the um, sciatic notch where the sciatic nerve comes out of the pelvis. And this is really fast moving development, things that no one had thought about doing two years ago are now coming into practice uh, by those uh, clinicians who do it. And I guess the, uh, the last really big session we had yesterday was about cartilage repair in the hip. And uh, this is, I guess, the holy grail really of how we might treat young people. If we could figure out a way to repair the articular cartilage in someone whose cartilage is gradually degenerating, then we'd be in a great place to stop those people getting arthritis and to protect them for the long term as well as get them back to sport early. And the good news is that there are technologies that are beginning to appear that we can use. And we heard some wonderful presentations about the uh, techniques, but also increasingly the clinical results, uh, which now stretch out to five and sometimes a few more years and are showing really impressive results, especially with some of the new cartilage grafting techniques. So lots of good stuff on the horizon there and, uh, and really a lot of very innovative uh, investigation and treatment being described. That's fantastic and beside from those three brilliant sessions we also had some uh, workshops. Would you just like to explain those to us? Yes, yeah, so um, we don't like this meeting to be uh, too much sitting down in a darkened room. Uh, we really want to get people out and talking to each other and trying things out. So. Uh, one of the workshops we had uh, was a hip arthroscopy workshop. So this was an opportunity for experienced surgeons to come and share ideas with each other about how to do operations. And they were able to do that using models with uh, um, arthroscopy stacks and all the most up-to-date instruments and to show each other the techniques that they had been developing. Um, but mixed in with them were the sports medicine doctors and the physiotherapists. Uh, many of whom had had patients who'd had hip arthroscopy, but they'd never actually had a go at it themselves. So this was a chance for them to try that out. And uh, some of them were really skillful. It's very impressive to see how they picked up these techniques so quickly. Uh, we had another workshop where we were exploring ways of doing hip replacement in young, uh, very active people. How could we do a hip replacement in such a way that we absolutely minimise the damage to the muscles? And uh, we now have techniques that enable us to do a hip replacement without cutting any muscle at all. And that means that people can recover really fast. That's fantastic. So we, we uh, practiced some of that. Um, and then we had some really good sessions in the, uh, in the sports medicine centre over in the, uh, in the building over there, uh, looking at rehabilitation and looking at how um, the physiotherapists here use their wonderful facilities, things like hydrotherapy, um, their uh, neuromuscular stimulation systems, all the weight training equipment they've got, the proprioceptive training and so on. And finally we had a great round table discussion uh, with some of our faculty who are really experienced um, international level sports medicine doctors who were able to talk about the difficulties in managing elite athletes and how we cope with those.
That's great. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the workshops myself as well. And on day two, the, the morning was taken up with uh, great sessions on femoroacetabular impingement. Would you like to talk to us a little bit about those sessions? Yeah, so we had actually four sessions running through the morning uh, where we had a, a group of really uh, top class experts from all over the world coming and speaking to us about current controversies in the management of femoroacetabular impingement. Uh, and this was partly a run-up to the consensus meeting that we're going to run tomorrow uh, and enabled us to uh, interact with this broad multidisciplinary audience and find out what they thought the, the big issues were. And I think one of the, the key things we discovered was that there's a lot of rather confusing and not very helpful terminology um, and it looks as if we're going to need to try and find some simpler more straightforward terminology which will help us to avoid uh, people going down the wrong track and so at the consensus conference we're going to try and pin down what that terminology should be. Uh, I think we also found that there's a lot of confusion and worry really about how best to manage an athlete who presents for the first time with hip or groin pain. And so at the consensus meeting, we'll try to lay out a, a map that everybody can use to help them to work through the most appropriate management. And this should get, away, uh, get us away from some of these um, issues that we've had where people are not sure when they should do a scan or when they should refer to a surgeon or when it's appropriate to do an injection. Uh, we'll be able to pin all of that down and provide a, a bit of a roadmap for the care of these patients. That would be a fantastic way, I think, of advancing the field. And uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I hope we can manage to uh, agree on a lot of things. Well, I think, I think we will. Um, we've got a great panel to do it. There are 20 experts from around the world, deliberately chosen to be people with different views so that we've got a wide range of opinions and also chosen from different disciplines. So we've got um, surgical experts, um, people like Mark Philippon and uh, Per Holmick. Uh, we've got some fantastic physiotherapists. So Kim Bennell has come from Melbourne in Australia. Uh, and we've got sports medicine doctors, yourself, of course, Adam, um, but also people like Paul Dijkstra coming from Aspatar in Doha. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you, Damien. I think we'll leave it there um, at the end of such a great meeting. I'd like to thank you for giving us the, this interview. And uh, I look forward to the consensus meeting tomorrow. And I promise the listeners that we'll come back with another podcast when we have the paper ready to be published in the British Journal of Sport Medicine. I'd like to wish you all a happy and active day. And we'll put the links to the meeting program and other interesting information sources in the text at the bottom of the podcast. Mm -hmm.